This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Thiefstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Year's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. We are officially 18 days away from the start of Miami Dolphins training camp, and there's not a whole lot to talk about, so we thought it would be the perfect time to bring you a Finsider book club on the only human in the world that can make Raekwon Davis look like Jakeem Grant, the 6'5", 260-pound monster from the U, Jalen Phillips. But before we get into all that, you are listening to Finsider Radio, SB Nation's number one Miami Dolphins podcast. This is the Jake and Josh Show, and if I'm Josh Houts, that means I'm joined by the one, the only, Jake Mendel, please follow me on Twitter at J-M-E-N-D-E-L-94. Jake, how's it going today, man? Josh, it's been a little while, and, you know, I got to start by saying you're 100% right. There's not a lot happening um, in the world of football. We kind of hinted at it over the last couple of weeks, uh, pushing out those other podcasts. But here we are. You mentioned it 18 days away. And uh, before we get into Jalen Phillips, who I got to say is an incredible story, I'm very excited to talk about Miami's second first-round pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. But first, I got to give a shout-out to everyone who listens to this podcast because you hit me with some pretty interesting news last night, and that's that uh, Finsider Radio finished inside the top 10 in terms of SB Nation's podcasts. Uh, That means a lot for us just to kind of see that growing, and it it means a lot for you guys who listen because clearly um, 
you know, it's, it's you guys. You guys are the community that makes this uh, show really tick. So thank you for that. And the fact that it's happening in the middle of season makes it that much more, um, you know, special. I guess that's the, probably the best way to put it. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we love doing this, and we wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. We love giving you guys a place to come in and talk about Dolphins football, hopefully in um, a different light than you're used to. So, so you know, I'm going to say it 15 more times, but simply thank you. Thank you all. I mean, just to echo what Jake said, I mean, without you guys, there is no us. And, you know, like you said, I mean, to be a top 10 NFL podcast in the dead heat of the season, I mean, that's huge. So uh, we're going to keep grinding. And like we said, we're bringing you one of our favorite draft picks of this draft, Jalen Phillips today. And Josh, so let's get right into it here, because I think it's so incredible to talk about timing, right? And that the Dolphins selected Jalen Phillips, the first defensive end taken in the 2021 draft right around where the Dolphins selected Charles Harris. And I have to say that the tone around these two guys just coming out of college, and I don't want to turn this into a Charles Harris bashing party, but it's just we have context of a defensive end who was taken by the Dolphins in the first round. And I got to say, man, the tone, simply the tone around these two guys are just in completely different stratospheres. Simply, I I remember, you know, Charles Harris, year number one, it it was the spin move, right? He really enjoyed his spin move. Uh, he was really good at it, but going into his second year, it was like, all right, how's he going to build on those tools? Third year, how's he going to build on those tools? And he was never really able to answer those questions. Where on the other end, man, I got to tell you, watching some tape of Jalen Phillips, this is a guy who carries his toolbox with him everywhere he goes. This is a player that can do so many different things. And he's a great uh, player who could be a potential defensive rookie of the year just based on his physical uh, abilities alone. Before we get into his story, I I just kind of want to summarize him on the football field. Uh, in high school and his college as that Madden um, create a player that you made where you make him, you know, that six, five, six, six guy who just doesn't look like he belongs on the field. Cause he just sticks out as this, you know, video game like character. That's like watching Jalen Phillips play football, both in college and in high school, because this is just a freak of nature in terms of uh, his athletic ability. We know he can do um, in terms of the tryouts. Uh, he crushed his pre-draft workouts. His numbers were off the charts. Uh, so this is a guy, Josh, I mean, you don't have to watch football too, too long to really have someone like Jalen Phillips uh, really pop out to you. Right, and you hate to bring up Charles Harris, but I mean, was that not the last first round, you know, pass rush the Dolphins invested in? But, um, you know, it couldn't be more night and day. I mean, you mentioned it. He does look like that creative player. I mean, you saw the pictures of him working out. I mean, he looks like he was built in a lab. And then you saw him the other day when the Dolphins released, you know, in his uniform. He's wearing that visor. I mean, he legitimately looks like that creative player that you made, and then you gave him the number 15. But, um, you know, the yeah. biggest thing surrounding him, and I mean, we'll talk about his past, is, you know, the injury concerns. And we know that what happened to him at UCLA, it caused him to retire. He ended up transferring to Miami and ended up actually enrolling into their music school, I believe. And I made a joke about it, you know. Uh, I think it was Bleacher Report. They post an article, you know, one of the Dolphins players that could be the biggest bust this year, and they put Jalen Phillips, and I made a joke. Maybe they were watching his 2019 music tape. You know, maybe they saw what he was doing at music like school because he didn't play that year, and that was really the only bad tape that you could honestly find on him because he didn't play. So this is a player that, you know, we talked about in a previous podcast. He's kind of like that the child of a Jason Taylor and a Zach Thomas that, you know, we always thought we might have. And to see what he's going to do in this defense, you know, to be that added presence that, to be completely honest, the Dolphins had truly lacked there coming off the edge. I mean, uh, you heard the comparisons to, to Chase Young and some of those other prolific pass rushers. I mean, this is one of those big-time players, and I'm as excited for him as anyone. And so let's get right into it. Before we talk about what he can bring to the Miami Dolphins, I think it is important to talk a little bit about that story. And, and Josh, I, I want to counter a couple of things you said that I really think uh, highlighted his path here to the NFL. Uh, 
you know, we, we bring up his comparisons, right? You know, I keep going back to Chris Sims saying he put him, you know, 1A and 1B with Chase Young if this was last year's draft. So why did he fall to 18? You know, the Dolphins got their pick of their letter with the best pass rusher in the draft, or who they believe is the best pass rusher. He was the first one taken off the board. And you wonder, okay, how did he drop so low? Or did the Dolphins get this big of a steal? Where's the risk? And it is injuries. Short and sweet injuries. He started suffering head injuries at the age of seven and would be eventually told to walk away from football. He started receiving D1 offers as a sophomore in high school. By the time that year was over, Josh, he had 27 scholarships offers. And this is a, this is a level little note I found that he was third in the 2017 ESPN Top 300. He was third coming out of high school. Isaiah Wilson was number two. And that goes to show that these things are pretty interesting for context, and you can see that trajectory. But it's not necessarily a Bible in terms of, you know, someone's so great in high school, they're going to be so great in college, and then so great in the NFL. It's not necessarily that simple from start to finish. Yeah, and it's just a shame that we're missing out on those training camp battles that we can all overreact over. You know, Isaiah Wilson going yeah. going against uh, Jalen Phillips. But, I mean, that's crazy, man. It just speaks on the volume and just how, um, you know, explosive playmaker is i mean you mentioned 27 scholarship offers i mean uh that's more than i've ever had <laughs> 27 more to be completely honest so the talent was there he produced when he was on the field the issue was these concussions i mean it's such an unknown area and, and football is such a violent sport these concussions just can kind of really put a cloud of doubt a seed of doubt in anyone's nfl career and that's kind of what happened with phillips who I hate using the words injury prone, Josh. I really do because everyone's injury prone until they're not. Before Phillips started his sophomore year, he was involved in a scooter accident where a car drifted into the bike lane, needed wrist surgery, and he suffered a second recorded concussion. You know, I mentioned earlier that he suffered head injuries starting at seven years old. This was a big dude flailing his body around playing football. These things are going to happen, and they started to take a toll. Despite these injuries, he did play on opening day, but in the fourth game of the season, he got his third recorded concussion. The year after Phillips left UCLA, I might jump around here a little bit, but try to keep up with me. US, UCLA was sued for mishandling concussions. Why is this important? Because the school started to force their players to medically retire after suffering three concussions. So Phillips was basically forced to retire. Yet he left UCLA. He started to go to the, a community college where he started but you, you hinted to it. He became a music student. He became an incredible music engineer. His parents were actually two musicians. So this was, you could see Phillips as someone who, if he can't do one thing, he's going to invest all of his time, his effort into another thing. So during his junior year, he's doing a lot of music. And during this time, Josh, there comes some clarity where a coach reaches out to him. I, I forgot who was the first coach to reach out. Hey, do you want to come back? Do you want to enter the transfer portal and come play for us? Miami eventually came up. I think what persuaded Phillips to really go to Miami was that music school. And during this time, uh, music program, I guess that's probably a better way to put it. And during this time, he wasn't in the weight room at all, right? He was looking more like you and I, just a lot taller than he was, uh, you know, the physical freak of nature he was. So when he got to Miami, he could not play right away, right? That's just kind of the transfer rules. He was in the weight room every day at the same time his team was in practice. So by the time that next year rolled around and he was ready to hit the field, he was back to being that freak of nature, and I think that's really kind of what catapulted him to being ready to play instead of having to play 20 pounds lighter than he's used to, Josh. I know we kind of hinted and joked there at the beginning that, you know, that 2019 tape isn't that great, but when you see what he looked like leaving community college to entering that first year at Miami, 
The workout routine was incredible. This dude put so much time and effort into it, where I think that 2019 season where he didn't play at all and he was just training, working, and rebuilding himself was incredibly important to his recovery. Yeah, and I hate to bring up the whole Tua thing, but, I mean, it's kind of like that. You know, he was rehabbing from the injury, and this whole year, you know, he has to build on his, you know, base and just get better. And we saw Jalen Phillips. I mean, you mentioned the pictures are night and day. I mean, it looks like a completely different guy. And once he went to Miami, I mean, it all just seemed to click. And I don't know if it had to do with, you know, Miami's defensive line was pretty well or, you know, it's just the coaching there. But we saw him just start to become a whole different monster. He had 15 and a half tackles for loss last year, 45 total tackles and eight sacks. Also an interception and three pass defense. So, um, Jake, I mean, it didn't really come on until those last four games when you're looking at the numbers. And, you know, uh, that's what a lot of people do look at. But when you watch some of them early games, I mean, when you're watching the tape, there are only a few people that I've watched that can do some of the things Jalen Phillips does. And he can do it inside, he can do it outside. And as we mentioned, you know, he can even drop back in coverage. And I think what is so interesting to me is what the Miami Dolphins' plan is, what Brian Fuller's plan is. Because, yes, you know, at one point he was a linebacker's coach. Yes, he's listed as an outside linebacker. But as we alluded to on previous podcasts, this guy is going to come in and be, you know, as cliche as it sounds, a freaking chess piece. And I'm excited to see the way it goes. So, I mean, the way that he just transformed and proved, like you said, hard work pays off. He went out there, completely transformed it, Jake. And uh, I don't know if you saw it, but um, a, a lot of Dolphins Twitter is up in arms because he slid down that slide at training camp yesterday. Did, did you see anything about that? I, I did not. That's incredible. That, that was all the talk yesterday. I posted it because he did it on Instagram and uh, he slid down. There was a table at the end. And of course, Dolphins Twitter blew up and someone needs to move that table. Players should be sliding down the slide. And to me, I just thought, you know, if a guy looks like Jalen Phillips, if he can't slide down the slide, then I, I don't know what to say, man. Bubble wrap all the time. Nonstop. That's, that's about it. You mentioned the chess piece, and that's where I'm going to kind of wrap up the review of him. When Phillips went to Miami, familiar name, another first-round pick, Gregory Rousseau was in front of him on the depth chart. They also had another guy who transferred from Temple who was a very good pass rusher, but I, I didn't write down everything because I don't want to get too lost in the weeds here. Quincy Roche, uh, I think, was his name. Quincy yes. Roche. Yes. Look at you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Russo, or, uh, Phillips... Right away, he said he was accepting the role as the sixth man. He was in a sixth-man headspace. He was going to come in and be that guy when he had his opportunity to be like Lou Williams and fire off 25 points off the bench. He was going to do that. The next day, Joshua, Rousseau opted out of the 2020 season, gave Phillips a shot in that lineup. Uh, there was one more note that before the fourth game of the season, uh, Phillips was really starting to gain confidence. And he spoke in front of the team, and what he said really kind of uh, resonated with the entire team. He was just talking about how the team really made him love football again and how he was all the way back in, all the way dedicated. You know, the music thing, for as good as he was at that, he's back to being that dominant player. Um, in that game, after he spoke, it was a, before the game against Florida State, they won that game 58 to they're 52 to 10. So that just kind of wraps it up in a bubble what this guy is, what his character is, what his journey's been. And that's kind of why I'm a little more opportunistic because while we can say that this is could be a much better player than Charles Harris, a much better player than Deion Jordan, we don't know that until it actually happens. But hearing things like this, hearing him speak in front of the crowd, hearing him you know, dedicate all that time to music and then coming back and rebuilding himself. I mean, that's the type of passion you need out of football players. And, and that's why I thought it would be important to start with this story. Obviously, we had his college stats sprinkled in. But, I mean, this dude's journey to the NFL, I mean, it is nearly impossible to not want to root for him. 
Yeah, and let's not forget, I mean, he again, he played at Miami, and one of the first things he said when he was drafted was, I owe a lot to this city. I'm so excited to come back and play here for as long as I can. It's amazing, and it's an amazing feeling. So uh, I just don't know if we want to bring this all back together and just say, you know, I mean, to be completely honest, I think that this might go down as the best pick in this draft. <laughs> but again, it all comes down to, you know, whether or not he can stay healthy and, and rid himself of those concussions. Because let's be honest, I mean, when you watch a tape, this guy's going full motor nonstop, and part of that could be why those concussions happen. So... Um, Jake, I don't know if you want to jump into a break and then come back and try to figure out where he might fit in the Dolphins defense, but I think you and I both agree, you know, the talent is absolutely there and the sky's the limit for Jalen Phillips in Miami. Josh, we said it in a previous podcast, he's always already in the ring of honor. With that out of the way, let's let's do that. Let's jump into a break and on the other side, let's see what Phillips can do to this Miami Dolphins defense. So stay tuned for that. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. So, Josh, when watching film, I mean, Jalen Phillips is someone who can play on the inside. He can play on the outside. He can be that chess piece like we mentioned it. And I think that's why he's going to have a role with the Miami Dolphins and potentially a big one in his rookie year because there's nothing Brian Flores loves more than those chess pieces. You think about what he said in terms of that six-man mentality. I mean, he's already mentioned it in interviews for the Miami Dolphins where he's willing to play every position. Everyone was kind of concerned that he was, you know, labeled a linebacker. What are you going to do? Are you going to go chase running backs? And he kind of just said, you know, I'm going to do whatever they need of me. So that mentality, I think, is going to have a big swing in his opportunity in terms of hitting the field. Um, The combo that he has of length and strength, I believe, makes it so much easier for him to reach scrambling quarterbacks. I think that's something the Dolphins have struggled with for a very, very long time. I think of, you know, the Shaq Lawson's of the world that, Andre Branches of the world, whoever it may be, kind of fumbling over themselves once they have to deal with a quarterback in the open field. And a big reason for that is just the fact that there's such big players, right? It's hard to really turn on the turn on a dime, I guess, when you're that heavy, when you're that strong. I mean, it's really hard to keep your balance when you're going so low, you're, you're being pushed around. Jalen Phillips has an incredible amount of balance for his frame and I think that's just so impressive and that's probably my favorite thing to watch I I was watching uh, one highlight where an opponent was doing a sweep play the ball was coming back the other way and instead of him uh, Phillips getting burned you know the guy running right by and making him break his ankles and falling over Phillips maintained his balance and he made the tackle for a six-yard loss and that just seems so refreshing to me a a big guy who isn't going to instantly get beat by every quarterback running back and, and wide receiver that tries to go by him yeah, and I mean, he can set the edge, absolutely, and I, I hate to bring it up because it was the, you know, kind of the anomaly, but when they went against North Carolina, I mean, that entire defense got gashed, so I mean, there is some room for improvement there, but Jake, just to your point, I mean, I say you're not calling a pass rusher, talk about what he can bring in that kind of dynamic, but we talked about in previous podcasts, the Dolphins run defense has been bad for many years, and what he can bring, you know, as that extra guy to set the edge, do some some of those things that, you know, Emmanuel Agba can do, and maybe what Taco Charlton did well, but, you know, he brings another aspect as a pass rusher, so uh, I think this is going to be again one of the more dynamic players and I think it's interesting because I just brought up ESPN's depth chart they have it down as a 3-4 defense and the way they have it set up right now is Christian Wilkins at left defensive end 
Raquan Davis at nose tackle, and Zach Sealer at right defensive end. And then the linebackers are Jalen Phillips at weak side, Bernardrick McKinney and Jerome Baker in the middle, and then Emmanuel Agbo on the other side. So um, that is how they're projecting it. It has actually Jalen Phillips with Andrew Van Ginkle behind and Vince Beagle. You know, we could talk about the cast or some of those guys that might be battling him for that starting spot. But right now, I mean, he's listed as a starter. Again, this is not an official depth chart, but that could be how it fills out with that 3-4 defense. But let's be honest. We know Brian Flores loves to be versatile, loves to play different defenses in the day's NFL uh, you know, teams are more likely to be a nickel, dime, packages, things like that, where there's a lot more defensive backs on the field. So uh, take this depth chart with a grain of salt, but the prospect and what Jalen Phillips can do to this defense is, you know, for lack of a better term, game-changing. So, Josh, you mentioned his ability in the run game, and uh quote I wrote down here, I guess it was just kind of something that popped in my head, and it's, if you want something done right, do it yourself. And that's kind of what Jalen Phillips brings against the run, um, he can set the edge, yes, but where he really excels is breaking the edge and just reaching that running back before anybody else gets to him, before a blocker can really seal off the edge and give that running back some room. Phillips is great at penetrating and making that tackle for a loss. But you mentioned he needs linebackers around him who can go outside and, and make sure that running back, if he gets by Phillips, he doesn't just go you know, 25 yards on the sideline because the edge is now gone, right? And when you think about guys like Jerome Baker, they have the speed on the edge to really keep up. This is even a situation where I see guys like Brandon Jones and Javon Holland being involved, especially against the run game. These speedy guys, they can tackle. That's what you want against the running backs, especially with someone like Phillips, who it's going to be a little more aggressive because I think we are used to, in a sense, as Dolphin fans, where there'd be times where teams would set the edge, or excuse me, players would set the edge, and we'd see running backs dance for like 25 yards, and it'd be like a six-yard gain or something like that. Instead of, you know, setting the edge and, and letting someone else make the play, Phillips, his potential is being the playmaker, right? We've been yelling for years, someone on that Dolphins defense, make a play. Obviously, Xavier Howard led the league in interceptions. But I mean, in terms of stopping the run, being that real, you know, consistent force that forces those three and outs that really makes the Dolphins jump into a top five defense, Phillips really has that ability uh, against the run. I thought about Willie Hayes when watching him for some reason. Not not their play style or anything, but I just remember him as someone who could really penetrate a defense or a penetrate an offensive line and get to a running back. And that really seems what Phillips can do because I don't think the Dolphins have had someone like that in a long time. Obviously their defensive ends like Emmanuel Agba. Um, Cameron Wake was more of a pass rusher, so we can't include him. Uh, but guys who could set the edge and, and push runners back inside to let a Raquan Davis or a Christian Wilkins make the play. And, and that's all fine and good, and, and that's something I think the Dolphins would be cool with. But why do that when you have your defensive end that can make the plays on their own? Yeah, I mean, he truly, I mean, as sad as it sounds, you know, or as cliche as it may sound, this guy really is the true package. I mean, I mentioned he can set the edge. You're talking about when he moves inside, I mean, he's almost unguardable there. I mean, he's Swim just move, blowing man. past them. It's just, yeah, it is game over. And you mentioned speed. I mean, we didn't even talk about it, but this guy ran at 4.5640. That was 93rd percentile. This guy is a freaking missile. So I'm so excited to see the way he fits in and just what Brian Flores' ultimate plan is for him, Jake. And, you know, to watch him go out there and see the way he pushes in Andrew Van Ginkle, to see the way, you know, the rest of this defense um, you know, kind of gets better because you're bringing in a guy that, again, works his ass off and does all the right things. Before we go, Jake, I do have to ask you, we all joke that this guy could be a legit defensive rookie of the year. And I mean, it's not a joke. He could legitimately be defensive rookie of the year in 2021. But what are realistic expectations for him? You know, it could be stats, could be, you know, playing time. What are your realistic expectations for, for Jalen Phillips in 2021? I think it really 
comes down to opportunity, right? Because the Miami Dolphins, it's no secret, they love to, you know, switch guys in and out. They love to put guys all over the field. And we did mention it that Phillips can line up in a lot of different places. Uh, so I'd say, you know, if he's – it's tough because I want to kind of put it in terms of linebacker snaps, and I, that's not really fair because he will line up on the edge. He can line up inside when needed, you know, that type of stuff. But I want to say if he's top two or three in terms of snaps from the linebacker defensive end position, uh, one of those two, I think that will be a successful season for him. I don't necessarily know how much Brian Forrest is going to love using rookies, especially with how much depth this team has. I mean, I'm still holding out hope that Vince Beagle is going to be pretty awesome, right? But, I mean, in terms of depth, I could see the, you know, the edge rusher, that outside linebacker position, quickly becoming one of Miami's strengths, especially if Phillips is someone who comes in right away and really has some sort of impact that isn't limited to getting in the backfield and just straight up tapping Andrew Luck when there's two minutes left in the game. I, I still will never get over that because that was one of the most frustrating moments ever, just seeing Dion Jordan break through into the backfield, looking great, and then he just kind of lightly touches Andrew Luck and he completes the ball for a first down. I mean, man, that let's not have rookies doing that anymore. That's all I ask. Deep breath, Jake, deep breath. But I looked it up <laughs> I looked it up while you were saying that because I was intrigued what Chase Young did last year, and he had 44 total tackles and seven and a half sacks. So when you compare that to what he did, I mean, I, I don't want to say that's – realistic but that, that's pretty realistic jake isn't it ah oh, man i don't know i mean seven and a half sacks that's very impressive i i don't want to compare him to chase young i mean chase young entered the league as an absolute monster and there is some room where phillips really needs to grow there are the injury concerns for a reason but it's important to keep in mind you know after his year of working out and getting his body back he played the entire year at miami right that could be the new trend hey maybe he just needed to play um on the east coast that that, that could have been the difference I don't want to compare him to Chase Young as much as I like that Chris Sims quote. I, I'd be happy with, you know, four and a half, five and a half sacks. I think it's very possible, Josh. Um, I'm going to look it up quick. But, Josh, I think a good measuring stick is this. Do you think Jalen Phillips could have more sacks in his rookie season than Charles Harris has in his entire career? Yes. That's six and a half. The total is six and a half is the over-under for Charles Harris's career. you think Phillips is going to break that in his rookie year? I think he will, and I'm looking here at 79 total tackles that I don't think he'll break but I think he can break that six and a half and you mentioned it I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that they liked a Chris Sims quote but I mean that Jalen Phillips one isn't bad um we'll stop talking we'll stop comparing him to Chase Young and we'll start comparing him to Jason Taylor does that work better Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, right in the ring of Perfect. honor. It's going to be 99 Cam Wake. and 50. Yeah, we'll make our – we can both write an article. You know, is Jalen Phillips next Cam Wake? Is Jalen Phillips next Jason Taylor? And, you know, everyone yeah. will just lose their freaking mind and make a huge deal out of nothing. I really haven't seen a swim move uh, this good since Cameron Wake, right? I, I or just Michael think Phelps. Michael Phelps, right? You're, you're actually more spot on. Thank you for that one. And I really, again, don't like to compare, like, the, the rookie coming in to the, you know, the greatest top three, four greatest pass rushers in Dolphins history – uh, but but that's just kind of the vision I see with Phillips. This is why he was a first-round pick, because you see a pathway for him to become that guy. Um, nothing is guaranteed. But, Josh, this is a player I'm really excited for. And when you think about the, the difference between someone like Jalen Waddle and, and uh, Jalen Phillips, the Jalen squared, uh, the Dolphins with their first-round picks, I mean, this, this could be a franchise-changing draft for, for good or bad, you know, because the Dolphins, you know, they traded back to get Waddle, right? They, they had their pick of any of those offensive weapons, decided they were comfortable trading back for Waddle. And then to take the top defensive end, I mean, we're going to hear or see a lot of Chris Greer in the scouting department because uh, it's going to be easy to compare, right? You know, Jamar Chase, 
Kyle Pitts even, or Jalen Waddle, which one has a better career, uh, first season? Devonta Smith's going to be right there with him. And then you could look at uh, Jalen Phillips and literally any other pass rusher in this draft he's going to be compared to being the first one off the board. Um, so I do like these picks, though, mostly because they weren't needed, right? They weren't. The Dolphins weren't desperately needing a defensive end. Yes, it wasn't one of their strongest um, areas, but it was something they could have gotten by with what they have. So I see these guys coming in in positions that they can really learn and grow and not be forced into action like a Charles Harris. Um, and I'm not saying the whole other end of the spectrum like Deion Jordan, who was playing you know 12 snaps a game his rookie year. Uh, shout out Joe Philbin for that logic. Uh, but I do see someone who, who can really get comfortable really quickly based on the talent the Dolphins have around him. Like I said, the guys like Jerome Baker and, and Vince Beagle, who might be behind him, Andrew Ginkle, who might be behind him on that defensive uh, second unit, who can really help stop the run. When Phillips might make a miss or something like that, make those rookie errors. I think that's going to do a lot for this team and the confidence for these guys. And I think best case scenario, Josh, you mentioned that he really turned it on his final season in Miami. Um I guess I should say his final season in college with Miami. Um, that's probably what Phillips would have to do to be strong in his rookie year, right? I think it probably – I don't see there any way he can start out really fast, but I could see him being someone who by the end of the year he is so comfortable and the Dolphins have enough talent around him where he really belongs on that, you know, starting 11 defense. Yeah, and I went back and actually pulled up the article, which we can link, uh, you know, in whichever article we end up putting out. But it, I put as a conclusion, I don't know if Jalen Phillips will start on day one. After all, Brian Flores is a firm believer in competition, and some of the veterans could hold the inside track. But then again, if the best plan is to play the 11 best guys, it's hard to imagine there are very few on the defensive line as talented as Jalen Phillips. I then went on to say he's the best pass rusher in the country and the sky's the limit. So, Jake, you know, to bring it all full circle, man, I don't know about you, but Jalen Phillips and what he's going to do to that defense, it's going to be as impactful as hell, and it's going to be on the same level, again, as Jason Taylor and Cam Wake. <laughs> Ring of honor. He's already up there. If you, if you actually, fun fact. He might make ask. it in before Zach Thomas. He might actually make it in the Hall of Fame before Zach Thomas. <laughs> Oh, that's so awful. That's so awful. Guys, we said it at the top, but thank you so much for joining us here. This book club, if you have time to go watch some video on Jalen Phillips, I suggest doing it because there are some really good uh, stories out there about this guy's journey um, from, you know, that, that little kid who was a monster playing football at seven years old to the guy who was drafted by the Miami Dolphins. So I highly suggest checking that out. We're going to have stories up on the Finsider surrounding this podcast. So be sure to check out Finsider.com. The podcast will be linked on there, and I'll even include the Jalen Waddle uh, book club, too, just so you can get an idea of what we're trying to accomplish in these podcasts. On top of that, you know, if you want somewhere else or some other way you could find our podcast, slap that subscribe button. Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening to your podcasts. I still don't think I do a good job of preaching this because it's so boring, but guys, it helps us out so much when you subscribe. It helps others find the show, and it just helps our community get larger and larger, and at the end of the day, I think that's what we all want. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit Josh with that follow on Twitter at H O U T Z. And you know what, Josh, we're kind of slowing it down for a couple weeks, doing one, maybe two shows a week until training camp picks up. But that July 29th day, baby, it's quickly approaching. Yeah, right now we're like our cell phones where it's flashing and telling you to charge it in. So we're trying to recharge before the season starts. We apologize that this podcast may have been all over the place, but we're trying to get back into the swing of things. So thank you guys so much, like Jake said, for listening to the Jake and Josh Show, part of Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh Show. Part of the Jake and Josh Show. We're keeping that spade in the show. Right, yep, yep. That's, yep. Not cut. <laughs> That's it. We're, I'm going to keep that in there. Thank you guys so much for listening. Fins up, baby. Fins up. 
That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami 